Hey there, Frontlines listeners. This is Mike letting you know about this week's sponsor, Audible.com. Head over to audiblepodcast.com slash Clone Wars to download your free audiobook. Choose from over 60,000 titles, including a wide array of Star Wars and Clone Wars audiobooks. So head over to audiblepodcast.com slash Clone Wars to start your free trial today. A long time ago, galaxy far, far away, the clone armies of the Republic were spread out across the galaxy, fighting droid armies of the Separatist movement. And from the front lines of the battle comes Frontline, the Clone War podcast, with your host, Michael Cohen. And now, Michael Cohen. Hey, Clone Wars fans, welcome to the 39th episode of Frontlines the Clone Wars podcast for the episode Duchess of Mandalore and I'm your co-host Matt and with me as always is the uh, Emperor to my Darth Vader the Han Solo to my Chewbacca it's Mike Cohen what's going on Mike (laughs) (laughs) hey you give me the best intros lately (laughs) I'm on fire lately (laughs) yeah you're really kicking it up a notch kicking (laughs) it up a notch let's do this I honestly don't think I deserve such great introductions, but thanks anyways. Uh, yeah, we're we're coming for the, the episode Duchess of Mandalore. That's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, it's a pretty good, pretty good episode. Yeah, it's uh, it's all right. It probably wasn't the least favorite of the trilogy, and it kind of ended on a. As far as the trilogy, it kind of ended on a. I don't know. I th- I thought it was going to end up on a higher note. You know, more action, a lot of action, and finish with a bang, yeah. but. Uh, this looks like we're not at the end of this uh, story, though, by any means, you know. Yeah. End of, so yeah. we'll talk about that. Yeah, had some really cool moments, though. Really yeah. cool design, like being on Coruscant in the in the Undercity again. Like, or well, it's we're not in the Undercity this time, but um, yeah, but yeah, being on Coruscant, seeing more of that city planet is uh, is cool, and they definitely did a good job with it. So. Yeah. But uh, but first, we have a lot of news slash collecting news to get into. This is sort of combine them yeah, big, this big week news. because there's I, obviously this is kind of what we wait for every year. It's Toy Fair in New York, and uh, and so there is lots and lots and lots of new stuff. Some things uh, some things we've been waiting for. Some things that you guys will will know that I have been waiting for for a while. We'll talk about that and some stuff that we didn't even know was coming. That's uh, that's just some cool stuff. Yeah. Um, and hopefully it won't disappoint like last year did with that silly uh, Jedi training thing. <laughs> the yeah. Mind trick. Yeah. yeah, we all got Jedi mind tricked on that. The Uncle Milt. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Jedi training thing. Uh, so let's get into it. What, what do you got first? Well, I got a lot of notes here. Um, so. This is the 2010. This is the anniversary of Empire Strikes Back, of course, and a lot of their, a lot of Toy Fair, as far as Star Wars was considered, is is going off of that theme. Um, but we'll start off with uh, the first thing is the Clone Wars, since we are the Clone Wars podcast. Looks like they're going to have 31 new figures of Clone Wars, um, and they still have season one stuff coming out. Um, and it's it's going to have some new new stuff and then some old stuff, um, like trespass. You know, it's still having uh, stuff 
some three and three quarter inch that are coming out from that episode. And I know one of your favorites yeah. was Obi Wan, and it looks like he's got a new figure coming out as well as yeah. the uh, Talls yeah. Warrior. Yeah, and I know you like the the look of this and and some of the features that it's going to have as far as the uh, removable, uh, I guess uh, the top, the uh, hood, a um, couple other extra features, um, and then uh, uh, Clone Wars again, Clone Wars related. We got uh, some new Aura Sings. We got Pre Vizsla with the dark saber. So uh, for you Clone Wars fans, <clears throat> a lot of new stuff coming out. 31 new figures, so get ready. Yeah. Um, anything cut, catch your eye as far as the uh, Clone Wars stuff, Mike? Uh, well, we've got Wave 2, which is on shelves right now, which is, which is fairly recent that we haven't really seen anything of until it hit the stores, which, like you said, has the Tal's War, the Tai Shen, Tai Sen, uh, Anakin with cold weather gear, um, and... Uh, we get our first Darth Sidious, who uh, was an interesting figure. Yeah. I've seen these on the shelves in in my local comic shop, um, and uh, they are they're pretty good. I mean, obviously, Anakin with cold weather gear is a pretty good figure, yeah. um, and Tyson is is cool. Uh, the big one that people did not realize was going to be this popular TX twenty tactical drone. <laughs> Yeah, apparently he can't like people can't find him like he will not stay on the shelves and there's just something about that design I think that people really like and and uh, and not to mention the fact that you know he's kind of a cool character and yeah uh, well all of the tactical droids I should say are cool characters how they're sort of unique and uh, and interesting guys Uh, we've got the the next wave that's coming out which should be on shelves in April has Obi-Wan with cold weather gear, yeah. which I am so psyched for. Yeah. Uh, he's got, like, a removable hood and goggles and stuff and his lightsaber, and uh, there's a clone trooper with heater pack. It's It actually looks like it's Rex. I'm pretty sure that it's Rex. Because yeah, if you look at his helmet. Yeah. But the in their presentation, they didn't they didn't name it as Rex. Um, we got a new Magna Guard coming out, which I think they did a Magna Guard already, right? Yes, they do have one. Yeah, but this one is a soft cloak one, which actually, you know what? Usually, I hate soft cloak. I absolutely hate them. It looks like it works for this figure. Um, yeah, with it being like that cape, that that sort of big scarf that they wear. We've got a firefighter droid, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, and then big ones for later on, uh, early August. Uh, we have. Uh, Pre Vizsla, which looks awesome. He comes with the dark saber, yeah. as we're calling it, as well as some guns, and he's got a soft cloak cape. Um, I doesn't see it show if he's got a removable helmet. It might show in some of the other pictures. Uh, and then we got a Mandalorian guard who looks pretty good, uh, or a Sang General Another Grievous. Grievous, yeah, yeah, uh, this new Grievous who comes with a cape. Um, and then there's there's some cool uh, vehicle packs, and some of these are already out. Uh, Cody on the bark speeder and Anakin with the Tatooine skiff and an ATRT scout. Yeah, those are out already. Um, yeah, yeah, those are already out, so you can already find those places. The funny thing is that this Tatooine skiff was actually already out once, and people who were collecting the uh, the Power of the Force figures way back in about this is we're probably talking about ninety six, ninety seven, around the. Uh, the second or third year that 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 line had been back out they did deluxe figures uh han solo came with like this big jet pack 
and Luke Skywalker came with a with a Tatooine skiff, and now Anakin is coming with that exact same Tatooine skiff, which I find pretty funny. They didn't even change the paint deco. It looks exactly the same. The funny thing is that at the comic shop that I go to, they just recently got in that Luke Skywalker with Tatooine skiff, and at the comic shop, they didn't know what figure went with what accessories and that sort of thing because they bought it in a big case lot. Yeah. And I came in and I was like, oh, well, this Luke figure goes with this this flying thing over here, this skiff. And they're like, oh, cool. And then uh, and then two weeks later, this figure comes in. So I had just been looking at yeah. it. And, uh, and then it came in. So that's pretty funny. <laughs> but most collectors will remember that. And then we got a bunch more speeders coming out. Plo Koon with a speeder bike. This speeder bike looks pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it looks to be like the like the classic style speeder bike with a few modifications, uh, like the Return of the Jedi one. And then it's got Plo Koon, which uh, there's some Plo Koon fans out there I know, and he's got a soft cloak uh, yeah. waist, which is nice. Yeah, I like the soft cloaks when they do it right. Like you said, uh, sometimes they don't yeah. work, but it just gives yeah. it that extra. It looks like they're going that extra mile with the soft stuff, yeah. and that's what I like about it. And then there's also this is a really cool figure, the Cad Bane with pirate pirate bike. bike yeah, that's awesome because it's a two seater, so you can get another guy on there. So you could, you know, what you need to do, you need to get this one, and then you need to get your Aura Singh. You have to have Cad Bane flying the thing yeah. and have Aura Singh sort of leaning over his shoulder with her sniper rifle, yeah. getting ready to shoot somebody. That that would be really cool. Uh, the cool thing about this Cad Bane is that he doesn't have the, the trench coat on. Right. So he is a completely different figure from the previous one. Uh, and actually, but this speeder bike that he comes with is actually the pirate bike from uh, from the Gungan General and Dooku Capture. Right. It's one of those. Yeah. So it really has nothing to do with Cat. No. They've kind of smashed this, but this... But they call it a pirate our, bike, so maybe it's yeah. kind of like a pirate. Yeah. Uh, and then there's Anakin with a Naboo skiff, which is a silly little made-up thing. Yeah. Uh, it looks kind of silly. It's a small version of, uh, like, the, the well, the full Naboo skiff, because that's what they call that one, I think, is the, is the skiff, which is the bigger. Oh, uh, no. The skiff is the one with no wings, the one from Attack, Attack of the Clones, Clones yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, from the second part of Attack, Attack of the Clones. This one's kind of like the one from the opening of Attack of the Clones, but it's smaller. It's just a single pilot version. Uh, kind of silly looking in my opinion. Yeah. I guess maybe it's like a smaller Naboo Starfighter as well. Yeah, sort of. Uh, yeah. But it's all straight silver. And then we have probably the coolest ones that they've got coming out. Mandalorian with Speeder. Oh, yeah. Which is the Speeder from, from uh, two episodes ago from uh, the Mandalore plot, which looks awesome. I love that Speeder, just the design of it, how it's really front-heavy and kind of blocky and chunky and that comes with a Mandalorian which this Mandalorian looks pretty awesome yeah. uh, and then we have Obi-Wan speeder bike with sidecar and I am all over <laughs> that that's awesome because yeah. it's a bark speeder but then it has a sidecar yeah. and we've never seen before <laughs> a speeder bike a in Star Wars yeah. with a sidecar so hopefully this is uh, yeah something to come you know these uh, these vehicles um some of the ones that are out now, like the Bark Speeder we talked about with Cody earlier. Yeah. These look really good. I saw these in the store uh, yesterday. We had to go pick up a, a toy for a birthday party, and we picked out the uh, Obi-Wan on the uh, 
Oh, shoot. What was the vehicle he was on? Um, it's out already. It's it's the uh, Freco bike. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it, and both of these look really good, uh, especially the Cody with the, uh, the bark speeder. So yeah. I can imagine these other ones, like you said, with Cad Bane and uh, Obi-Wan on the uh, speeder bike. I mean, these are going to look great. And the uh, Mandalorian looks really good, too. So Hasbro's definitely... Yeah. Uh, on the ball here with their with their vehicles and they look, they look fantastic. Um, yeah, and they're keeping them cheap too, right? Yeah, like they're, they're saying, not just putting out. I think fifteen ninety nine yeah. or something like that. Yeah, they're not just putting out thirty and forty dollar vehicles, but and then they're also bringing down the price on some of the larger ones, like the ATAT only being a hundred dollars is is a big huge, deal yeah. because previously everything's been at least one fifty, if not almost two hundred. Right. So. To bring that down to a hundred bucks, I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, they've got some battle packs. Nothing really that exciting to talk about. They're mostly repacked figures. Yeah. But um, one of the things that's cool is that it looks like they're redoing Anakin and Obi Wan because the early Anakin and Obi Wan figures didn't have the bending knee. They had straight legs, and so they're really hard to pose. They're really hard to get to stand up straight, especially on not necessarily level surfaces. Yeah. Um, so to have these new, uh, more poseable figures coming out is definitely good. Definitely good. Um, there is a cool battle pack coming out that has two clone troopers, one of which has a jetpack, and uh, and two two battle droids. One's a super battle droid, and the other one is one of those. Uh, what were they even? They were kind of like bomb droids, right? Yeah. The ones that they they were from the movie when Ahsoka rushes in on Christophsis and, and triggers one of the little mm-hmm. sensors and then these things come out of the ground. Yeah. Uh, and that looks pretty cool. Um, and and then we get into the big vehicles that are coming out. We've got the clone swamp speeder and interceptor tanks uh, both coming out. And here's the big thing. This one's very cool. Three and three quarter hail fire droid. Oh, which yeah. they've done four but this is the clone war style one and it looks awesome yeah this looks like it's a totally new sculpt because the one before the uh the wheels on it were um were very thin they looked really like you could break them like it wasn't a very good toy for playing with uh that collectors enjoyed it but i don't think the kids enjoyed it as much and with this one it looks like the wheel moves so it actually Operates like it's supposed to as the hail fire droid, because um, they did. I think I'm fairly sure that they did one in between Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith, uh, or thereabouts. But it, I was not really impressed by it. Yeah. And this looks like a totally new sculpt because the proportions are all different, um, and it looks awesome. It looks like a really, really cool figure. Did they have a price on that yet? I didn't see anything on it. Did you? I don't think uh, so. It looks like it's got it's 30, it's scaled down a little bit from the size of the actual Hailfire. So I would imagine that they're that they're probably trying to keep it in that thirty to forty dollar range. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Along with those other those tanks that I just mentioned. But yeah. yeah. Um so keeping in line with the uh with the figures here, um they also announced that Vintage is back. And it's yes. going to be over two year period. Um, we're looking at 37 new figures in 2010, so that's quite a bit uh, coming out. 27 new figures that are, or new figures or retooled figures, and the 10 greatest hits they talked about. So, um, 
if you haven't, I mean, there's tons of information right now on online about all these figures and what they look like. And um, they talked about the uh, Holy Grail of the Hasbro line, which is the vintage Boba Fett with uh, yeah. the rocket firing. And I, I think this is going to be a mail away again. Yeah, that's what that's what it looked yeah. like. Is that is that they were showing some packaging that said, uh, yeah, like free Boba Fett figure. And they tend to do this with the, uh, with the vintage lines. Um, yeah. Fall figure mail in program, 30th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back. Uh, look for the vintage Boba Fett sticker. Stickers start appearing with Empire Strikes Back wave, which is in approximately August. Yeah. So, Again, you'll have to collect all of the stickers and then mail away for this. And this is like it looks like it's a reproduction of it does, huh? that figure, Weird. and it'll probably be on the card and and all that sort of stuff, like classically the way it yeah. the way it originally looked. Um, yeah, it's pretty amazing. I mean, if you're if you're a hardcore vintage collector, I I don't think that you're gonna want to miss this because this is one of those. Yeah. Uh, this isn't going to come around again. Hasbro's going to do this once because it's the 30th anniversary, and they might do something similar to it in, you know, 20 years for the 50th anniversary, but I doubt it. You know, it's the sort of thing that, that, they, that they're only going to do uh, if they've got a good reason to. Yeah. But, man, Empire Strikes Back is big this year because of the 30th anniversary. I mean, obviously, we've got the AT-AT, just the big vehicle for this year. Yeah. Uh, we got a new snow speeder, which is a whole new sculpt yes. of the snow speeder. We have a new cloud, cloud car. car, which is a completely new sculpt yeah. um, and looks totally awesome. Um, so Empire Strikes Back fans have a lot to look forward to. We got cool battle packs and stuff coming out uh, for Empire, and uh, man, that ATAT looks like it's going to be a really big deal. I mean, w- me and Matt were just watching a video before the. Uh, before recording, and this, the the cockpit has a view screen that projects a hologram. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a, it's a little plastic Sweet. screen, and there's like a light that projects a little picture onto it, and then there's lights and sounds of Vader saying whatever. Yeah. But, uh, but the fact that they're just trying to make a hologram makes it that much more awesome. Yeah. Uh, it looks like it comes with a speeder bike, with like the white deco speeder bike, um, which is pretty cool looking. Yeah, you, you said and, it right there. I mean, this thing is supposed to be over two feet tall. Okay. Yeah. It's it opens up all over the place. I mean, on the sides, the top opens up. It's got electronics in it. It comes with a speeder bike. I don't know if it comes with uh, figures. I, I think it comes with a couple figures actually, if I remember right. Uh, More than likely, I'm I, sure. I it think does. it does. Yeah, and then to put this thing at a nine dollar ninety nine dollar price point is is huge. Right there. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. You know what? It probably comes with the with the trooper that's on the speeder bike. I would almost guarantee that, and then maybe a driver. It'd be nice to have the, uh, the driver. Yeah, an AT yeah. driver. That'd be sweet. Well, the great thing about this thing is that it is nice and big, and it's it's about as accurate as we're likely to ever get yeah. from an action figure from a three and three quarter scale, right. um, because it's got space in it for two AT AT drivers in the front. And then it's also got a space to put your your commander, right? Like where you put General Veers, yeah. so that he can get chewed out by uh, by Vader, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and then it's, it's got that back that opens up, and the speeder bike pops out, 
and it's got the side panels and you you have your gunners and stuff on there um it looks like it comes with with a uh, a rope line so that you can put luke along the bottom yeah. although that might they might be doing a separate luke to go with that but man to pick up that new snow speeder and then oh, yeah. uh, to to get your a uh, nice x-wing or well not an x but like a snow speeder luke because uh, they're different there is a difference and then to get this ATAT, you put together a really nice display. Oh, yeah, definitely. A really, really nice display. Yeah. Like, this thing's massive. Yeah. This thing yeah. is massive. <laughs> oh, it is a huge, huge toy. Well, they also have the, uh, if you're into Galactic Heroes, they have a mini uh, ATAT in the Galactic Heroes line, too. So. Oh, yeah, I hadn't seen that yet. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm almost there. Well, we got some new Clone Wars ones as well because we have uh, we have Anakin and an Arf and an Arf trooper, right. okay. and Anakin has the poncho, which is really cool because I always love the ponchos. Yeah, uh, and, and a, a new Obi Wan, and uh, and some more clone troopers and battle droids and that sort of stuff. You know, like Galactic Heroes is pretty standard fare, but we got a new Cad Bane coming. Cad Bane and Aura Singh, that's a good pack. Yeah. We have a Republic Commando two pack coming. That's huge. Yeah. That's a really big deal, um, and hopefully, hopefully they're going to do end up doing all four. Uh, we got the Slave One and with Django Fett and Obi Wan, which Matt, you were saying might might have already come out once, but yeah, I don't. Remember it, but I've heard yeah, people talk might... about them uh, seeing it in the stores already. Yeah, so, okay, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's very cool looking. Like uh, I, I'm a big fan of the Galactic Heroes vehicles. I like it when they take the vehicles and make them kind of these goofy little things this AT-AT looks awesome though i just got to that picture and that is yeah. wicked <laughs> and it looks like it opens up on the sides and in the cockpit yes comes with the speeder bike guy as well uh man that is so cool that is so cool Ugh. save your money too many things too many things yeah to this is this is a huge year i'm, I'm just going through this uh toy fair and uh wow i mean I don't remember this year, the last year being like this. I mean, there was tons of stuff coming out. I, I want that. I want that. You know, it's they're going through all this. Yeah, and it's amazing. Um, and then they have some exclusives that are uh, for Toys R Us. They're having the Force Unleashed collector packs. Uh, if you're into the Force Unleashed, and I know I like, uh, I like to get myself a Galen Merrick figure um, and a couple other figures out of there. C five has an exclusive, although it's not really. A barn burner. It's a uh, four alarm and Zuckus. I don't know if you saw that. If you heard about that one, Mike. No, I haven't seen that okay. one yet. That's the exclusive for uh, C five. Um, that's not very exciting. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's to go along and complement the uh, all those other vintage ones that we've been talking about because they come on a vintage card. Their Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. So you know, like I. I don't know. I guess they wanted the mail away to be a little bit more uh, available, but the the Boba Fett. But I that seems to me like the figure that they should have been doing at C five. But yeah. Oh, C five news. By the way, I have gotten uh, press credentials myself. Did I say this last week? Yeah, I don't know. You might have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if I didn't, I did get press credentials myself. Matt hasn't gotten them yet, but we're in the process of figuring that out. Uh, but yeah, so we will definitely be at C5 this year. At least I will. Yeah. Um, are you, have you figured out your vacation time yet? 
Uh, just I get it back this week, so I should find out sometime this week whether okay, I got the so, stays. So for next next week, we will probably have more information on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, Legos. They got new Legos coming out, and they got the Slave One, the, the clone Turbo Tanks coming out in Lego form. Some new stuff for Lego, and you know, Legos are really cool. I like to put them together, or my kids do, and they they look fantastic. I just wish they weren't so expensive. Man, it's expensive yeah. for a Lego. Yeah, Lego is not cheap. That's that's the biggest thing about Lego that yeah. that makes it difficult as a collector to pick up a lot of it because it is just not cheap stuff. No. Um, sometimes you're better off to spend your money on statues and stuff than Lego because yeah. it can be pretty pricey. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. What else we got? We got, uh, oh, here we go. Here's a good one. This is a big one too, um, especially for guys that are into costuming. Uh, the FX Sabres, the Force FX Sabres. Yeah. The blade is now going to be removable. And this is a big deal because before... You know, I, I have about five or six of the Force FX that uh, I have hanging on my wall here. But I'm also working on my Vader costume um, for the 501st. And it would be so cool to be able to take the Vader that I have here, take the, the, the blade off, and use it during costuming. And then when I want to yeah. put it on, boom, you can put it on and display it. So this is a big move by Hasbro, and, and I think it was a, a great move, especially, like I said, for all the, the uh, collectors and costumers out there. So now you can just buy one lightsaber for display, and then if you want to use it for yeah. costuming, boom. And apparently you might be able to mix and match the blade. So you could, you could throw a, a red saber on Luke's from A New Hope or vice versa. So they're not just, I don't think, made for that particular lightsaber. Don't quote me on that yet, but that's just what I heard. Uh, but some big news there from uh, FX, so I'm looking forward to that too. And all you customers yeah, out there, let's check that out. That's looking pretty cool. Are you gonna are you gonna have that ready for C5? Your Vader? Costume? You know what? It's I have it done now. I, I um, but there's pieces of it that I want to uh, upgrade, and which the biggest gotcha. the biggest piece is I'm still looking out for my. Uh, uh, helmet. I want the uh, Master mm-hmm. Replica's uh, Episode 3 helmet, because I'm working on an Episode 3 Vader, because uh, okay. I'm kind of tall, but I'm kind of thin, like the original, uh, or not the original, but Hayden Christensen. So yeah. I'm kind of going for that style Vader, and I got a bunch of pieces done, but uh, all you collect, all, all you customers out there, you know how long, it, it could take up to a year, years, until you're, it's almost like you're never satisfied with your costume. You're always looking to upgrade, and your yeah. costume at at points is just where it's at, and then you, you kind of build on it. So I'm I'm at a point where I can go out, but uh, there's definitely things I want to upgrade, and and we'll see we'll see what happens in August whether I, I pull it out or not. Probably not though. That's a lot to take out over there. You know, and <laughs> yeah, you get too worried about that. stuff breaking and and yeah. you know, all that. So we'll see. But uh, what else? Anything else going on in the toy fair? I mean, there's tons and tons of stuff. I mean, we gone we gone over a few things. Um, huh, I think that's about that's about it. I mean, uh, there's some some other stuff from Hasbro that we've already talked about, like the the helmet and the new lightsaber. There's new right. there's a new blaster coming out, um, but it looks like it's just a repaint of one of the older ones. Yeah. Uh, Uncle Milton has some more stuff coming out. It looks like. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, Uncle Milton's got some stuff. Let's take a look at some of that stuff. Um, there's nothing really. I, I don't know. I'm not that excited about their stuff after after last year. Yeah, Although yeah. there is one Uncle Milton thing that I do want to get, which is the um, the Dagobah frog habitat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they've actually got pictured here. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, that that would be pretty cool. But they've still got the force trainer thing that they're trying to peddle on kids. Yeah. Uh, they had their their lava thing. I it, you know what? I'm looking at this and it doesn't look like there's even really that much more. That there's anything new. Yeah. Well, they have like a. Uh, there's, yeah, there's the Anakin's robotic arm. Uh, they have a build a lightsaber something or other. There's a bug collector coming out. a bug out. collector, I yeah. I don't know how Star Wars related that is, but it looks like this thing's like a sanitizer. Like, why is there a Purell thing next to it? I don't understand. Yeah. Mini lightsaber tech lab. Oh, so you put together the pieces, and it looks like it's got different crystals and stuff. Right. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Put 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 together your lightsaber piece by piece. Uh, see how a lightsaber works. Uh, they got the binoculars that have already been out. The lava mountain, which is already out. Force trainer, telescope, and there's the uh, the projector. Yeah, yeah. A lot of this stuff's already been out. This isn't yeah, really. Yeah, a couple things that are new. Uh, they've got their version of a um, of sea monkeys, which is Naboo sea creatures, but that was from last year as well. Yeah. And, uh, and like I said earlier, the frog habitat. I do want one of these Dagobah frog habitats. Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Pretty cool. They also have... And I want to get, like, a, like I want to get a, a dragon snake and uh, and an X-Wing and drop them. <laughs> drop them. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Sideshow also has a big reveal, too. Uh, they have a life-size Boba Fett coming out. Boba Fett bus. Yeah, that's really that's really only for the hardest of that's the hard. I mean, that's going to be thousands of dollars. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like when they did the Yoda, the life size Yoda yeah. in bronze a while ago. That thing was like five thousand. Yeah. Um, Big. Yeah, not going to be cheap. Not going to be cheap at all. But uh, remote control, Atlantic Falcons. Let's see what else. Yeah, you know just. <clears throat> Not just Hasbro, but a bunch of other looks like other other stuff coming out. Um, I saw a video of this uh, remote controlled uh, Millennium Falcon, and uh, it, it looked like it actually flew fairly well. But um, that's somebody who knows how to fly it. Uh, yeah, you probably saw pictures of it. It's got it's the outside of the shape is the Millennium Falcon, and then the inside is the guts are pretty much out. And it looks like it might be some type of propeller or fan in the inside, and uh, Looks like it's got just a couple controls where you can fly it around. So um, I always get kind of nervous with radio-controlled stuff because it never seems to work like uh, they say it works. You know, always yeah. been my my experience with that stuff. But uh, yeah, a lot of stuff to look forward to in 2010 and, and beyond as far as uh, Hasbro and and uh, and figures. So it's going to be a wallet uh tightening year definitely well and this is just star wars stuff that we're talking about any other anybody who collects other stuff like i was just on one of these sites and saw new uh new stuff from maddie collector for the ghostbusters and and all that sort of stuff which i'm collecting there's also the he-man stuff yeah 
Battlecat comes out. Actually, Battlecat goes on sale tomorrow. Um, as as we're recording this, because it's Monday. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, if anybody else out there is a He-Man collector, but uh, yeah, there's <laughs> there's all this other great stuff coming out of Toy Fair alongside all this Star Wars stuff. So yeah. if you collect more than one thing, yeah, it's going to be a tight year. It's going to be a tight year for sure. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Looking forward to. Well, I think we hit a bunch of stuff. Um, we, you ready for the recap? Yeah, I guess so. All right, let's do that. <laughs> you fought in the Clone Wars? Yes. I was once a Jedi Knight, the same as your father. My name's Rex. She'll call me Captain or Sir. I make the rules now. I'm Ahsoka Tano. Jedi scum. For 800 years have I trained Jedi. Yahoo! <laughs> All right, here we go with Duchess of Mandalore. Aboard a Separatist frigate, Count Dooku confers via hologram with Pre Vizsla, who is preparing his troops on the Concordian moon. Vizsla is impatient, but Dooku's plot is unfolding to a plan. The next step, the dispatching of a Death Watch assassin to Coruscant to target the Duchess of Mandalore. A scout from Mandalore peers into the abandoned mining base that Vizsla has transformed into the Death Watch camp. He sneaks off into his starship and jets away to Mandalore, where he confers with Prime Minister Almec. Almec worries that Death Watch could gain populist support if the Republic were to intervene in Mandalorian affairs. The Splinter Group would turn from a terrorist organization to an army of liberators. Okay, so we start off here, we got... The Death Watch and and a really good scene at the beginning here. We we come out of mm-hmm. uh, we come into space here and we got uh, not just a hologram. We have uh, Count Dooku back and uh, yeah. a good scene with him and uh, Vizsla. And you know we're not talking about just a little tiny militia here. It looked from it looked to me like there was quite a few of this Death Watch uh, on the planet here. I mean, did you notice that? I and mean, you see all the ranks they had going there. So it's not a small group. This is a pretty big. Yeah, and they had they had lots of ships, and yeah, they seem like they are ready. Yeah, they're to, they're ready uh, to, go to, to fight. Yeah. And we get uh, the prime minister. Uh, I think is he? A, yeah, prime minister Almec. Um, and he has the same sentiments as uh, Satine. Um, you know, if, if Death Watch uh, would turn. They would turn from terrorists into liberators in the eyes of the people if the Republic occupied mm-hmm. Mandalore. So they have the same. Him and uh, Satine are on the same page here, and, and we got yeah. the spy who who finds out that they're ready to go. So, yeah, these are not they, these are not simple concepts no. for young no. kids to be understanding because, uh, <laughs> it's the whole idea that. If the Republic occupies the planet, which Mandalore doesn't want, because Mandalore wants to stay out of the war, and uh, if if they're being occupied by clone troopers, which they don't want there, and then the Mandalorians, the, these warriors, come in and essentially beat the Republic back, the, the people will back the Mandalorian warriors. Yeah. Because they'll look at them as liberating them from Republic occupation, which they don't want. Um, although they don't, they also don't want to be a warring state. And what they don't realize is that if they put that, if they put Pre Vizsla into power, 
that he's in league with the Separatists, and that before they know it, their planet will be swarming with battle droids instead right. of clone troopers, right? So the only ones who know this are the ones who are deeply involved, like uh, the Duchess and, and some of the Jedi and that sort of thing. Um, in the Coruscant Senate, Death Watch is a primary topic of concern. The Supreme Chancellor deems it a significant military threat requiring an immediate Republic response. Duchess Satine dismisses the fears about Death Watch and insists on keeping this an affair of purely internal Mandalorian interests. But Palpatine surprises her with holographic evidence, which he presents before the Senate. It is a recording of Deputy Minister Jarek admitting that the true scope of the Death Watch threat is greater than the Mandalorian government has revealed to their people. Jarek makes clear that Mandalore will require the help of the Jedi and the Republic to meet this challenge. Duchess Satine cannot believe Jarek's words. He is an honorable man, and these are stark untruths. But any challenge she can mount is stalemated by the sad news that Jarek died earlier that day in a bombing on Calavella. Palpatine believes that the Republic has all the evidence it needs to proceed on a mission of liberation to Mandalore. Satine sees it as occupation, a trampling of Mandalorian right to self-determination, and the making of Mandalore into a military target. The Senate will vote on military action in its next session. This isn't right. Something here isn't right. I wish to speak to Jarek immediately. Sadly, Deputy Minister Jarek perished this morning in a death watch bombing on Kalavala. Let us ensure that his death was not in vain. Let us commit our military might to defending the Mandalorian people. Defending? You mean to occupy our home? You would trample our right to self-determination? We mean to save your people. You will turn our planet into a military target which will bring the war to us. Mandalore must remain a neutral system. The vote shall commence in the next session. So there you heard uh, Palpatine, and of course he is the ultimate puppet master, and he's got everything going just the way he wants. Um, You know, Satine talks about the Republic. She doesn't want to get uh, involved because it would lead to further violence, and she's saying that... uh, once you, the Republic occupies Mandalore, that's going to bring the war right to their planet. And, you know, she's all about mm-hmm. peace, and that, that screws everything up. And then, like I said, we have uh, Palpatine here who's, just, who's pulling the strings on everything, probably behind the, the uh, hologram. Um, and who was the name of the guy that was in the hologram? Oh, uh, Deputy Mr. Jarek. Yeah, Jared. obviously he's yeah. somehow behind this. Uh, faked, faked yeah. transmission. So uh, we'll get into that uh, a little bit. Yeah, it's a little too convenient that this guy also happens to be dead. Yes, yeah. you know, so he can't he can't come out and say the truth. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, here's Palpatine saying, "No, we're trying to save the people. We're trying to save you. You know, this is our goal. We want to save you. So let's send some troops over there." And then, of course, that's exactly what they don't want. So uh, this kind of gets a little deeper though as we go along. Uh, Satine is incensed. She storms away from the Senate building. On the landing platform outside, Obi-Wan rushes to her, out of concern for his friend. 
but she is too angry to listen to his advice. Satine boards her speeder and zooms away with her retune. Mandalorian assassin remotely triggers an explosive aboard, and a speeder begins to plummet. Satine's guards leap with her to safety before the pilot and his pilots, Aramis, collide with the sky tower and erupt in flames. So right before this, we saw a Mandalorian sniper uh, set off. He's obviously rigged up their speeder already and uh, trying to get rid of Satine. That's his goal. He's, he's over there just to get rid of her and anybody else that's going to get in her way. So, of course, it didn't work this time, though. They were able to jump to the safety before it blew up. So, But Aramis dies, and yeah. you know what? Normally, normally they, they kill characters off on almost every single episode yeah. of the show. So you get a little bit desensitized to it after yeah. a while. But just the vocal performance and the animation of Satine was it was really good, really spot on. And so for a minute there, you're actually a little bit upset. And when that when that speeder hits the building and explodes, you you feel oh, it, yeah. right? Like it, like someone's actually yeah. died. As opposed to previously, you know, when a clone trooper goes down, you're just kinda like, Yeah, it's a clone trooper, that's yeah. what they're there for. You know, that sort of thing. Because um, you could see just in a couple lines of dialogue that these two characters had a lot of history. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. very interesting, yeah. very cool. Uh, go ahead, Mike. <clears throat> Satine's day continues to worsen. Meeting with Palpatine after the assassination attempt, she's offended to learn that no charges will be laid as no evidence remains that the, cla- that the crash was anything other than an accident. Masameda sees this as further proof that the Republic is needed to rein in Death Watch. Satine storms out of the, uh, Palpatine's office and encounters Obi-Wan. He is concerned that Satine is now obviously a target. Not caring about her own safety, Satine sees the attempt on her life as proof that she is right. Someone is deliberately pushing Mandalore towards war. And, uh... You know, she's pretty much fed up at this point. She's going to take matters into her own hands now. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, she's with uh, Obi-Wan. And I don't think this is the point yet. Well, we'll get to it in a minute. I'll, I'll save my comments for a little bit. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Senator Padme Amidala arrives with yet another bombshell. The Senate has voted for an occupation of Mandalore. Satine is stunned. The vote was pushed ahead in light of her assassination attempt. And she missed it while she was meeting with Palpatine. The Republic will invade Mandalore the next day. This is another one of those instances of, obviously, Palpatine exactly. and, and Masameda pulling the strings. Yes. This, is, this is actually a very common political practice, even in, in the United States and Canada. When you want to push something through, you just make sure that the opposition is exactly. tied up and dealing with something yeah. else. And then you put it through. Um, a lot of the times, and we'll probably see this later on in the series, a lot of the times you'll also put something really, like, really, really controversial on the bill of something else that's really controversial. So, like, uh, let's say, like, you know, killing puppies. You want you wanted to pass a, a law where killing puppies was okay. Yeah. All right? And then nobody's going to pass that law. But... There's also a law going through that says that, you know, we should have national everybody is awesome and gets $100 for no reason day. Okay? So you put these two bills together in one law and you pass them together because everybody's going to vote for a free $100 yeah. for no reason. 
but nobody's going to vote for, you know, being able to kill puppies. But if you sneak them in together, I'm sure we're going to see stuff like that. Because that's the sort of thing that that Palpatine does. That's the sort of thing that, like, that's kind of pal- politician that right. he is. You know, he's the kind that would want a pro-puppy-killing law to be passed. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and and I could see him, him pulling some crap like yeah. that. No, I, I, that's what yeah. I had in my notes as well, is that... Uh... The Senate voted in favor, and it's conveniently while Satine is in with the Chancellor. And uh, like you said, it's obviously been set up by Amita. And and we, I forgot to mention too, we get to our. I think this is our first. Is this our first Clone Wars Moss Amita that we see? I think that we've seen Have him we? before. Okay. This is the first time that he's okay. talked. Yeah. And being that he's a he's a vocal character in uh, Revenge of the Sith, and uh, uh, he's in. Well, I guess he's yeah, in all he's in three, three, isn't he? Yeah. He talks in all three, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah because he, he's one of the ones that says, you know, Shout we need to, to uh, yeah, vote of no confidence or whatever, and right. then nominating Palpatine or whatever. And then uh, and then he's the one who who votes, who moves that they give the, the Chancellor emergency right. powers in Attack of the Clones. And then, uh, and then in Revenge of the Sith, he talks again. I can't remember what he says. Which is it. But yeah, um, and you know they did a pretty good job. Yeah, he's a, he's really pretty, good. There's yeah, a lot of actually. Uh, looks just like the last few episodes. I mean, they're they're really ramping it up with all the different species and and just filling everything yeah. up with people. As we see uh, yeah. in a few more in a few minutes here, uh, get into that. Yeah. Uh, that night in the shadowy alleys of Coruscant, Duchess Satine meets with Davu Golik a Mandalorian contact within the Republic Ministry of Intelligence. He has discovered that the recording of Deputy Minister Jarek was a forgery and has the original data on a disc that he hands to the Duchess. A shot rings out from the darkness as the Mandalorian sniper blasts Golik through the heart. Before the assassin can get a second shot off at Satine, police droids crowd the scene. Satine, looking guilty and no longer trusting any Republic authority, runs into the alleys, shaking pursuit. I don't have much time. They're following me. You've put yourself in great danger. I will never forget it. I had to come. This is worth it. Where did you get this? Buried deep in the evidence facility at the Ministry. It was not easy to find, believe me. You were right. Someone faked the evidence. The recording presented to the Senate was not the full recording. But this disc is. You must show the Senate. Double. So that was a scene where Dovo gets sniped by the uh, Death Watch member. Um, so just before this, or, or I think it was actually right after this point, we get Satine. She leaves. Uh, she runs around the corner, and then this speeder comes by, and everybody thinks that she got some, gets on the speeder. Uh, of course, she doesn't. She stays behind. And it never is never really clear of who was in the speeder, uh, but it looked like it was part of her plan, but we don't. Actually, no. I don't know if it was Obi Wan in there or just somebody else that she. Uh, I don't know if that was part of the, the the plan of hers or if that was just coincidence. Yeah. But uh, 
uh, she gets away. But we got the sound of the speeder that sounded just like you know Luke's on uh, in A New Hope. So uh, some yeah, more, yeah, it some more, exactly some more callbacks to the you know the OT of course. Um, yeah, but uh, good scene with the death the Death Watch sniper. Uh, it's kind of cool seeing snipers in the Star Wars universe. You know, we have Aura Singh, who we saw do that at uh, the uh, finale of season one, and then we get him back again. Mm-hmm. So I always like the snipers. Uh, being in law enforcement, that's uh, kind of one of my favorite things. So. <laughs> uh, let's see. Any? Let's see. Where are we at here? Uh, the Mandalorian assassin reports to Pre Vizsla. The informant has been killed, but Duchess Satine still lives. Vizsla urges the killer to find and stop Satine before she can unravel Death Watch's plans. Count Dooku reports his status to Darth Sidious. He believes the Mandalorians will be so resentful of the Republic invasion that Death Watch will emerge as heroes. Sidious grins at this turn of events. Now again, here we get another scene with Dooku and Sidious, and I love these scenes here. Especially with Sidious, because he's always cloaked. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just you know, it's it's so cinematic. I mean, I've, we've, I've said that before, but uh, they do this so well on their camera angles, and you see Dooku walking up, kind of his normal fashion. Um, and and here we go. The Death Watch will be considered heroes according to Dooku when this is when this plan is um, finally put into effect here. So. Uh, as long as they can get to Satine, this, this plan is going to work. And that's all they have to do is get her. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know at first whether that uh, uh, Golek, the guy who gets shot, I, I thought that was the same guy as the Prime Minister in the recording earlier. But it, apparently it's, it's two different guys here. And I wasn't clear on yeah. that until, yeah. I, until I read through the, the recap. But uh, if anybody else was con- confused. Well, all, all the Mandalorians seem to, especially the Mandalorian men, they seem to all right, look very yeah, similar. Yeah. <laughs> very similar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Satine finally asks Obi-Wan for help, requesting that he join her in a clandestine meeting at a Coruscant park. Satine hides herself in a heavy cloak. She hands Obi-Wan the recording and asks Kenobi to take it to Senator Amidala. She intends to turn herself in to offer Obi-Wan a distraction and to raise him above suspicion as an associate, should she remain at large. And all I have to say here is, we finally get to see Obi-Wan in a cloak. How about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Finally. Oh, man. And a Jedi with yeah. a cloak on, and, and hopefully they can, you know, they have the model now, and now they can build on it, because it's kind of cool. That's, you know. Well, they 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 talked about it on the DVD, actually, and the reason why, or the, the Blu-ray for me, uh, okay. for season one about why they didn't do more of the cloaks and why they sort of yeah. stayed away from it. And it's because with the cloak, it's very heavy on rendering and it's very difficult yeah. to animate, um, especially to make it look good. Uh, and as you can see in this, they looked yes. awesome. The cloaks were yeah. perfect. Like that's some of the best fabric animation I've ever seen. Um, and they do some pretty good fabric animation on this series to begin with. Um, but yeah, like they, they, it just, it takes a long time for them to do it. So, um, you notice that, that in a little bit, he, uh, he gets rid of that cloak as soon as he can pretty much. <laughs> yeah. But that was, you yeah. know, that's always been my, one of my favorite things with, with the Jedi is when they wear the cloaks, especially with the hood up, it just looks so, so ominous and, and you're just like, oh, that is cool. And now that we have this, you know, hopefully that's 
something they'll build on in the next couple seasons. We get to see more Jedi in their cloaks. Um, but uh, we'll see, I guess. I mean, now we got Obi-Wan. Let's just work on the rest now. Uh, the Death Watch assassin strikes. He tosses a thermal detonator into the alleyway where Satine and Obi-Wan confer. But Kenobi spots it and uses the force to push the Duchess to safety. Kenobi rushes the assassin and the two brawl for several intense moments before the armored killer soars away on his rocket pack. I just have to say real quick here, uh, uh, Dave Filoni talked about his commentary about sound design, and this is where another great scene, the good fight, you know, Mandalorians are a step above a lot of other people uh, as far as fighting, and, and they can handle, handle themselves very well. I mean, we've seen that with uh, Jango Fett. And then the, uh, the Death Watch member gets away and he soars away on his rocket pack. And it had that great sound. It sounded just like Django Fett in Attack of the Clones. It, just that rocket as it goes in or it goes up and you have yeah. that rumbling effect. And then we heard the speeder earlier. And like I said, Dave Filoni talked about this in his interview about um, watching or listening to this episode and the sound design. And it was it was great. And I just had to, had to point that out. I know you yeah. watched the uh, the uh, interview with Dave Filoni earlier, and uh, yeah, no, well, not it, not just the sound though, but the visuals of it too. Like that, him rocketing away specifically on Coruscant looked just like Django in yeah, Attack of the right. Clones. Like it, and it had that same sound. It, everything was there to just take you right back to that. Yeah, and uh, and Attack of the Clones is really the most time that we ever spent on on Coruscant uh, doing anything of note other than incentive buildings. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that was very cool. Very, very cool. Uh, at the Senate so, building, Satine surrenders and is immediately shackled by Senate guards while Kenobi sneaks, away, sneaks his way inside. In the Senate chambers, the session is interrupted by Senator Amidala, she projects the undoctored hologram of Deputy Minister Jarek, calling for Mandalorians to unite against Death Watch and to do so independent of any Republic intervention. With this revelation, the push to occupy Mandalore collapses. This is really interesting to me that, that Amidala would be behind this, that, that she would be pushing for, for the independence or whatever. I, I guess that doesn't really surprise me, but this is the opposite situation that she was looking for when she went to the Senate in episode one, when she went to the Senate, she went to them and said, look, I need help. I want you to send troops of some sort to get rid of this occupation because this occupation is illegal. Right. But in this instance, it's, it's, uh, it's the team going to the Senate to say, leave us alone. We'll handle this ourselves. We don't want your help, but yeah, it's very like sort of fighting for the same thing in different ways, right? They're going about it in two opposite ways. They're both fighting for their independence, but very interesting to see this turned around, uh, and and then to see uh, to see Amidala supporting this as well. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I never even thought about that, and and uh, yeah, it's almost just the opposite. Like you said, come help me, and she's like, and Satine's nah, we don't need no help, we can handle it. But we actually learned yeah. earlier that they said uh, 
I think it was the prime minister was talking about, uh, you know, they might be able. To, oh no, no, it's coming up. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll save it for this next this next uh, section here. Uh, on Concordia, Previsla is livid about having to postpone his attack. He intends to do so even without the uh, specter of Republic invasion. Count Duku advises patience. Sure, Vizla could conquer Mandalore, but without the people, without the backing of the people, who would not be able to hold it, the Sith Lords have other means, however, to make their plans a success. Stand down. All troops will stand down. Unacceptable. You promised us we would reclaim Mandalore from these weak-willed cowards. I will order my men to attack. And if you do, you'll hold the planet for perhaps a day. Without the backing of my forces or your people, your revolution will be over before it begins. A neophyte such as you wouldn't know these things, but I do. I have other ways to accomplish our goal. So this is actually what I was uh, was getting at was Dooku was is saying you know what you you could probably take the the planet with the amount of forces you have, but you you're not going to hold it. Yeah. There's no way. Um, and like he said, let's let this go. It's not going to work this time. But you know we got other plans. You know we got things in the works we can we can work on. So that's what I was referring to earlier though. And if any, if anybody was wondering what. Dooku means when he says neophyte because that's a little bit of a difficult word. Uh, he just means like a beginner or yeah. like a novice, yeah. like uh, just just like he doesn't know what he's doing. That's pretty much all he's saying. Because uh, I know that word <laughs> again, like they're really challenging young kids. Because um, I, I, you know, between eight to twelve years old, which is the target audience for this series, I don't think that I would have known what neophyte meant. I would have had to go to a dictionary yeah. and look it up. Um, so yeah, anybody who was wondering, that's what that means. But yeah, um, very cool to see Dooku pulling the strings on this one and to be right. behind the scenes. It's just cool to have Dooku back and uh, and to actually yeah, be doing something. Yeah, he's a great something. character. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, yet again, we get his his pawns yeah, failing right. him, uh, which uh, which I find funny. Yeah. It always seems to. You know, it was actually good. I forgot to mention too. Uh, just just before this, um, when when uh, Amidala comes in to the Senate and says, "Hey, we got some new information um, that's going to change everything," go back and, and watch Palpatine's face when she says that. They kind of have a wide shot, and and it has him has he has this evil grin, not grin, but uh, just disgust on his face, and he's like, "Oh, you know, you can just almost read his mind." He's like, "Oh my gosh, you know, he's pissed." And he has this look on his face, and it's great because yeah. if he had a hood over his head, you know, you could you would be able to say, "Hey, that's that's a Sidious." But uh, if if you watch it again, watch that scene again. It's pretty neat. You get to see that in his face. Like I can't believe this is happening. You know, we we're so close, and it, it gets screwed up. So good scene there. Um, and then we end up here back in the Senate. Palpatine offers his apologies and gratitude to Duchess Satine for uncovering the truth. Republic. Uh, Satine personally thanks Obi-Wan for his loyalty and friendship in these increasingly uncertain times. And that's how we end. 
Yeah, it was, uh, you know, there was some stuff that, that maybe this uh, description, that this uh, recap didn't didn't quite cover with yeah. Satine and Obi-Wan. There was, um, there's a little bit of hurt feelings on both sides there. Uh, because they they thought they were going to die in the last episode, and so yeah. they kind of <laughs> said some things that yeah. if they had known they were going to make it, they probably would have huh? said. Um, yeah, so now they're kind of in this situation where it's like Satine now knows how Obi Wan feels, and Obi Wan knows how Satine feels, but there isn't anything that they can do about it. They're just kind of stuck yeah. living like this. Obi Wan's so, made his choice, uh, you know, and he's not going to go back on it now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which uh, it's just yeah, interesting definitely. to see that that dynamic going on with the two of them. But uh, but that that's the episode. Uh, it, it was all right. I mean, it wasn't one of my favorites. It had some cool moments, uh, you know, during the chases and stuff like that yeah. on Coruscant. Uh, but it, yeah, nothing. like I said earlier, it just didn't. Uh, right. And I thought it was going to end with a bigger bang, if you will. Uh, and yeah. You know, it's funny that out of this three-part uh, arc, as far as the Mandalorian is concerned, probably I'd have to watch them again. But right now, I'm thinking that the second episode, which had basically no Mandalorians in it, was probably one of my, of my favorite of this series. Uh, it's pretty close with the first one, just because they introduced the Mandalorians and it had some great scenes with the dark saber. Uh, but. Mm-hmm. You know, you can see, even though it's a Mandalorian story arc, uh, like the second episode only had one hologram of, of Pre Vizsla, and it was a great episode, with, you know, a really good episode with great moments. Um, but I'd have to say either the first one or the second one are the, definitely the better of the, of the, the trilogy here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. not sure with the first yeah, one. Most I mean, that one. That one was kind of the most exciting yeah. and the most... Uh, the most interesting. I I don't know. It was, it was an all right three episodes. Um, I was kind of expecting more. I was hoping for more. I think from Mandalorians uh, and all that sort of thing. But uh, but who know? Uh, you know the season's not over yet. Who knows? Yeah, I, gonna, it's definitely it. towards the end there. You got Dooku saying that you know this is like obviously not the end of this, and I'm sure we're going to see them again. Whether it's going to be at the end of the season or maybe next season. Um, but you know, I definitely think we're going to see more Mandalorians, and definitely Previsa will be yeah. back. We have not seen the end of him, or you know, like I said, or the Mandalorian. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're it'll be cool. It'll be good. So uh, I guess we're heading over to uh, mailbag. We got a big mailbag to get to. Big letter. Let's head over. There. Yeah. Uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. What happened? Uh, head flight weapons malfunction. But uh, everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? All right, Mike, you want to read the uh, mail? All right. Yeah, sure. Okay. Dear Mike and Matt, hello, this is my first time writing, and I just started listening about a month ago. I would like to give credit to my dad for introducing me to this podcast. I really enjoy it. We want to thank her dad for us. for getting her to listen to it. Uh, I was wondering, in episode 38 on Voyage of Temptation, Mike had mentioned that Satine was not the first time that Obi-Wan had disobeyed the Jedi Code in the ways of attachments. He went on to say that there is a character in the books that Obi-Wan does form an attachment with, 
Mike explained that he thought it started in the book Cloak of Darkness. Also, that later on, again, in another book, she shows up again with a Padawan who does not get along with Anakin. Uh, and now here are her questions. And, and you know what? She doesn't really ask me any questions. She just sort of corrects me. And that's why we're reading it. I, here are my questions. I knew which Jedi you were talking about as soon as Mike mentioned it. But it stuck out to me that you never said her name. Were you having a brain cloud and could not remember her name? That is what happened. Uh, did you just not know it? Or were you purposely not saying it? No, I just, I just couldn't remember the name. I mean, there's so much Star Wars information in my brain that uh, it's difficult for me to... Uh, and you know, you know what else it is? It's that I, got a lot of, I get a lot of this information from the Essential Chronology, which is really brief in any of this stuff. So it spoke about these characters, but didn't necessarily use their names. Uh, and, and yeah, was very brief in the stories, if at all. Um, if the reason was that you did not know it, her name is Siri Tachi. Uh, she is by far my most favorite Star Wars character. She is a reoccurring character in both series called Jedi Apprentice and Jedi Quest by Jude Watson. In these book books, Obi-Wan is one of the main characters. So those are, they, they're kind of like the, right, the young right. readers books from between episode one and episode two. Um, the last question I have was when Mike said that Siri was in Cloak of Darkness, I researched this on the Star Wars wiki, and according to it, she does not appear, nor is she mentioned in that book. Maybe you have been talking about a totally different character than I am, or perhaps you have your books mixed up. I do not know which is the case, but I do know a good book with her in it. It is called Secrets of the Jedi by Jude Watson. This book shows a lot about her character, and it also includes Obi-Wan. I'm also a big Obi-Wan fan. Mike also mentioned series Padawan does not get along with Anakin. This is true, and the Padawan's name is Ferris Olin. This rivalry is a main idea in the Jedi Quest series. Thanks for reading my email and for doing your podcast. I look forward to it every week, and I have also been listening to some older ones. My friends and I are all big Star Wars fans, and it's nice to know we're not the only ones. I hope I can make it to Celebration 5. May the Force be with you, Anna Minabo. Uh, she, and she says, P.S. I'm only 12 years old, and you guys never set an age limit on the contest. But if I am too young, could you enter my dad in the contest? This is his email address. Thank yeah. you. Uh, it's pretty funny. We didn't ever set an age, and, uh, and and I don't know. I never really thought about that being an issue. So I, unless somebody tells me otherwise, uh, if you send an email, you get entered. So, so don't worry about that, Anna. Uh, you are entered in the contest. It is awesome to hear that you're a fan. Uh, I, uh, some of you may have been watching Twitter uh, in the last week, and I got on Twitter and I and I posted that uh, we have awesome listeners, and uh, and just wanted to tell you guys that you were awesome, and that I can't wait oh, yeah. to meet you guys at at C five, and uh, and that was that was very heavily motivated by this email because to get an email from a twelve year old girl, I think is uh, yeah, that's pretty awesome. You know that Star Wars is that far-reaching because when we talk about this, I, and I think I talk about Star Wars mostly with with guy friends, and uh, I do have a few female friends that enjoy Star Wars, but uh, one of them in particular, she has a real hard time admitting to people that she likes Star Wars as much as she does, and she likes to pretend like she doesn't <laughs> like Star Wars oh, as much as she does. But it's and that's because of the time that we grew up, right? Like it just it wasn't that cool to be a fan of Star Wars back then. But now, it's cool for anybody to be a fan of Star Wars. And, and I think that that's really awesome. 
and that's why uh, I got on there and I was, you know, saying that we have awesome listeners because the fact that we've got it ranges from like thirty year old guys, uh, like uh, like my co host here, yeah, uh, <laughs> down to uh, down to young girls, and uh, and I mean that's obviously because of characters like Ahsoka and and like in in uh, Anna's case, she really likes Siri Tachi from uh, from the books. And to have strong female characters that they can uh, relate to, uh, it's just very cool. It just it really makes me happy to be a part of Star Wars and not one of these other fandoms that's maybe not right. as yeah. inclusive, you know? Um, yeah. Well, so yeah, a, do you have here, anything I'll, to say? There's a couple of things about this email that uh, I want to talk about. Now, here's uh, – you talked about uh, – I think she said Wikipedia – now, if it's like Wikipedia, anybody can alter the uh, information on there. Mm-hmm. So you gotta you gotta think about that when you're reading some stuff on Wikipedia and Wikipedia. Just know that that anybody True can enough. can write on this, and sometimes they're not always correct. So in this case, yeah. I don't know. Um, she she's probably right on this one though. Um, yeah, yeah. You know what? She she is right. Like after I read this email, I, Searched I it, yeah. was like, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I just remembered from reading. I just it was it was. Uh, I yeah. was having a ball. Well, that br- that brings up my next point is for those of you who probably haven't figured it out, we pretty much do this podcast live. And what I mean by that is, Mike does does not do a lot of editing. What you hear on the podcast is pretty much yeah. how we do it. We go by an outline, and if sometimes it, it sounds like we're thinking of things. Um, it's just because we are, you know, we're, we're doing this basically live. And uh, yeah. so we sometimes, we, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, know what we are, if not for the fact that, you know, we, we tend to do this when it's convenient. I mean, we almost always record on Mondays unless yeah. something else comes up, but um, our schedules just aren't the type that we can really set an exact time. We usually record just, you know, pull back the curtain a little bit and let people know we usually record Monday nights around between 5:30 and 6 is yeah. when we start, right? Right, yeah. Usually, uh, and then we're usually done right. just before 8. Um and because of that we don't it's not it's not always that case like right now it, today we started at like 1 o'clock was when we started talking to each other and we've uh, we've been recording for just over yeah, an hour and a half, I guess. Um in the middle of the day, an hour and fifteen minutes almost. Uh, in the middle of Monday, because because uh, we had time during the day. So otherwise, it, you know, if we had schedules where we could sort of figure it out, we might do live shows. But yeah. uh, we, you know, what would end up happening is that we'd just end up canceling <laughs> a lot of them, yeah. <laughs> or like telling you, like moving it to another day. So yeah, um, yeah I mean, maybe in the future we can look into that uh, if schedules. Yeah, if we if we can set up. But, We've uh, been pretty good, like you said, on, on our schedules is being like around 530. Yeah. And, you know, someday we might be able to get in the, into a live chat type of thing during the podcast. Yeah. yeah. And still do whatever. it like this, but have a live chat as well. Because that would be cool. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's just us. For the most part, we do record on Monday at around 530. But on days where I'm off or something's going on and I'm able to record early, we like to get it done early. It gives us the rest of the night, and we don't have to rush and get things done, um, just because we're so busy. But uh, 
like you said, we just yeah. kind of pulled back the curtain there. We we go by, we have our little outline that we go by, but uh, for the most part, it's it's a live it's a live live show. So uh, just keep that in mind. We forget things. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, we forget things all the time, all the time, uh, and and you know we're wrong yeah. uh, very frequently, and uh, but we're also right very frequently. So there you go. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, let's let's head on over to the forum post of the week. And today's forum post is from a new poster. His name is Commander Bly on the forums, and his post subject is quotes. And uh, his uh, uh, topic here is uh, share your favorite Clone Wars quotes here. Try to type the quote, quoter, and episode subsequently. For example, uh, his favorite quote was, All right, man, what's going on? I'm missing dinner. And this is Anakin from uh, just the last episode, Voyage of Temptation, which was a neat quote. And I didn't notice that he wrote Clone Wars quotes because I have a ton of Star Wars in general quotes that I like. Uh, yeah. yeah. You, know, you know what the best way to do this is? I uh, go to starwars.com, jump into the episode guides, find one of your favorite episodes, and then you can uh and then you can just pick stuff out from there. Cuz they have all the quotes down Oh, the right. Bottom. Yeah, they have the, the best episode. of, yeah. I didn't even I didn't even notice it said Clone Wars, but uh, cuz some of my favorite quotes came out of uh the original tr- trilogy with Han. Um I mean, you hear it most of the time on our mailbag segue. Um that's more of more of a couple lines, but it's one of our favorite of all yeah. time. And I think another one of my favorites is from uh, Darth Vader in uh, Star Wars. I had to, I just have to say this. I know it says Clone Wars, but let me have this one. Uh, Darth Vader uh, is talking to, uh, I believe it's, is it Mati? No, the one he force chokes um, in Star Wars, the original Star Wars. We're in the. the he says, uh, um, they're talking about blowing up and, and uh, about the, uh, the Empire. And he says, uh, uh, God, what the heck? Where he talks about something is insignificant next to the power of the Force. Why am I drawing a blank? See, here we're talking about live podcasts. Don't, yeah, don't, don't be too is. proud yeah. of this technological terror you've constructed. The power to destroy a planet is insignificant next to the power, power force. of the dark side. Or, yeah. Or does he just Thank you. There is Mike. Yeah. So he's, he's picking up on me, right? Attack freaks. Well, you know what I've got? And it's right here. I mean, if we're just going to go general Star Wars quotes, I have it sitting next to my computer at all times. Because I don't know if anybody's noticed, and I really hope that somebody has noticed, uh, other than Matt, because I'm sure that he does. But uh, oh, yeah. a little while ago, I decided that rather than just do like what I had been doing with the uh, with the write ups for each episode, because they were kind of getting boring and stale, I started opening them with modified modified quotes. Most of the quotes happen to come from the classic trilogy because they're just that much more quotable. But I did about the first five or six just off the top of my head. Uh, as I get into them, and we do episodes every week, I sort of run out of ideas, and there's only so <laughs> yeah. many quotes, right? But I have this book from a, a very long time ago uh, that I picked up. I was probably about 11 or 12 when I got it. Um, 
let me see what the uh, what the copy. 1996. So I was 11 when I picked up this book uh, in sixth grade. Um, uh, I just as soon kiss a Wookiee, the quotable Star Wars, which was compiled by, uh, sorry, compiled by Stephen J. Sansweet, uh, who, who we know as uh, you know, well, he's the Sansweet. He's 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 the guy. He's fan relations nowadays. But at the time, he was just uh, he was just one of those people working on Star Wars stuff. And what this is is a book, and it's just full of Star Wars quotes. So uh, I'll just open it up to a random page here. Uh, and then here, okay, this I'm in the section about the Force. And it's got, a Jedi's strength flows from the Force, but beware of the dark side. It's Yoda talking to Luke. And then it goes on. It's got other quotes and stuff like that, but it's got all the great stuff. Uh, so you've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? It's the ship that made the Kessel Run in less than five, and that less than 12 parsecs. Yeah. There you go. Because he gets point five past light speed. Yeah. So, yeah, Mike bailed me out there. It's like I forgot. I had it all. I've been thinking about that all week. It's like, yeah, that's my favorite quote because it, it just showed how much, you know, no matter what, it's all about the Force. And these guys are like, they're like superheroes, you know, the Jedi and, and the Sith. They're like superheroes in this in this galaxy. And yeah. uh, it's just the smugness of Vader talking like that. It's just I love that quote. And then I'll give you another one for Clone Wars related here, and it'll be on my last one. It was actually in Voyage of Temptations. It just kind of popped in my head. Because it had some great, it was just it was read well. It was the one where Obi uh, Anakin says, "Hey, I got this, Obi Wan. Go find your girlfriend." And Obi Wan's like, ah, "Well, she's not my girlfriend, you know." It's just it's perfect, you know. He's like, he's like, okay, and that wait, you Anakin, yeah, that yeah. line could have fit into the original trilogy the way it was read and just the the chemistry there of how they and it's just the whole Clone Wars season one and two. Um, D. Bradley, not not D. Bradley, but uh, James Arnold Taylor and Matt Lanter, how they have yeah. that great chemistry together. So that's probably one of my favorite quotes of the Clone Wars. Yeah, for me, for Clone Wars, it's uh, I'm going to go all the way back. You're going to stress way, pass or something? Oh, you're going to uh, ambush. Okay, no, yeah. I'm going to ambush. Um, and the entire scene where Yoda is in the yeah. cave with the clones. The one, the quote that they've got up here on StarWars.com from that is, uh, "Deceive you, eyes can in the Force, very different each one of you are." And that's Yoda talking to the clones about uh, about their their appearance in the Force, and that each one of them is a unique individual, whether they appear to be or not. Which I always really enjoyed. That's that's definitely one of my favorite parts of the series because it was going back to that Empire Strikes Back stuff where Yoda was teaching Luke all about the Force and how to be a Jedi, and uh, and yeah, I I love that's one of my favorite parts of all of Star Wars. I mean, all my favorite Star Wars quotes pretty much come from Empire, ninety uh, percent of them. Yeah. There's a few from A New Hope, like uh, like when we go into the mailbag, for instance. We get the uh, we get the Han Solo. We're all fine here now. How are you? Uh, which is which is one of my favorites. And then in Empire, you get the the whole scene between Luke and uh, between Leia and Han uh, that ends in I just as soon kiss a Wookiee. <laughs> I can arrange that. Yeah, use a good kiss. I I love that whole scene. You know, like my thing is I, I it's so hard for me to to come up with a favorite yeah. quote. Because for me, it tends to be entire right, moments, right. entire scenes. But 
like if I got to pick one thing from all of Star Wars, it's going to be when Yoda is explaining the Force and 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 sort of along the same lines as that one from Ambush when he says, you know, luminous beings are we, not this crude matter, and he's explaining yeah. the Force. Between you and me, the rock, and even the land and the right. ship, and all that sort of thing, I I really really enjoy those scenes because that to me is like similar to yours. Right, That's what right, the force yeah. is all about, right? It's it's everything. Like it it is all encompassing, and that's the sort of thing that I take into my everyday life and use it as as philosophy, right? I mean, there have been books written on this and that sort of thing. One of which is the philosophy of Star Wars, which is a really great read if anybody wants to pick up something along those lines. It's a it's an excellent excellent book. Um, but yeah, I mean, oh, there's too many quotes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. way too many quotes. Oh yeah, we'd be here all Good day stuff. talking Good. about that. So great great topic. Get on the forums and uh, let us yeah, know what your favorites are. Uh, so now we come up to uh, the episode description for the next episode and. You know, we're, we're not going to be back yep. until it looks like March 5th. So we got another two-week break here. And like we talked about earlier, it's probably due to the Olympics. Yeah, a lot of uh, programming yeah, so, is on hiatus during this time. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So enjoy the Olympics, which are in my hometown right yes. now. They're in Vancouver. Uh, I'm going to a <laughs> hockey game tomorrow. Yes to watch Canada versus Norway, which, you know, tomorrow as a recording, yeah. which it's Monday. So, uh, Tuesday, February 18th, uh, 16th. I'm, I'm so excited. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Good time. It's going to be awesome. So awesome. Uh, but I'm a Canadian. Is. Hockey is my life. <laughs> After Star Wars yeah. and there we go. Superman and TV in general and computers. Hey, it's dropping. It's dropping fast. Yeah. Hockey's really important. Yeah, hockey's really yeah. important to me. Let's just put it that way. No, it's uh, it's it's a really big part of being Canadian. So, so I, uh, so those of you out there that uh, that are that are upset that there's no Clone Wars, that's all right because uh, it pretty much looks like my favorite episode of the Clone Wars. Whenever you turn on uh, the Olympics right now, because it looks like trespassing. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, it's not that blizzardy, but it's uh, there's lots of snow. Yeah. It looks more like Hoth, I guess. Um, so sure. everybody enjoy yeah. the Olympics. That's for sure, because uh, we're having a lot of fun up here. But uh, we got oh, yeah. an episode description. It says uh, episode. again, this is uh, tentative. Uh, Senate murders is the title, and it, uh, the description is when a senator dies under suspicious circumstances, Padme sets out to find the person responsible. So hey, Padme fans, guess what? There she's back. Yeah. So got a new Padme I don't know if we're coming back um, to anything good. So you can we'll imagine. See. Yeah, you can imagine that I'm not going to be that excited because uh, so far the Padme episodes have really been. I don't know. They're sort. They're sort of the the least favorite of my, yeah. of the episodes so far. Um, I really don't like Blue Shadow Blue Virus, Virus or yeah. or the second. Uh, I I hate Blue Shadow Virus. Is yeah. not one of my favorite episodes. Um, and uh, and what's her other one? Well, she, it was a two-parter, wasn't it? The Blue Shadow and yeah, and Bombad Jedi. She's in really heavily, and it's it's all right. I mean, I like the Jar Jar aspect episode. of it, but hey, yeah, minorly, very yeah. minorly. Yeah, 
And she uh, was all right, yeah. But yeah, I, so I guess we'll Couple be back in about two weeks yeah. to talk about that. So that's going to do it for us, huh? Yeah, that's it. So uh, thanks for listening. Don't uh, don't forget to check us out online at www.clonewarspodcast.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. The username is Clone Wars, so just type in uh, twitter.com slash Clone Wars, and that'll take you right to our Twitter profile page. You can head over to Facebook to join our group, and that is facebook.com slash Clone Wars Podcast, and you'll be, become a fan of us on Facebook. And, uh, and you can join us at the Geek Out Loud forums, as always, www.geekoutpodcast.com slash forums. We've got the uh, the spam situation under control, it seems. I haven't yeah. seen any spam in a little while, uh, and uh, and we're still we're gonna work on on maybe getting some new mods in there and that sort of thing. But uh, but that's our episode for this week. And uh, you got anything else? To say? Uh no. And just remember, like we, uh, like Admiral Akbar said in episode or uh, Return of the Jedi. Don't forget. May the Force be with us. There it is, and we'll see you all next week. Or actually, a couple weeks. We'll see you in a couple weeks. All right. Two weeks, yeah. (laughs) See you.